everyone. This is Jonah. Uh, with me is Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm not bad. How are you? I I can't complain. I mean, I could complain, but who would listen? <laughs> uh, exactly right. Uh, no one would listen because you're annoying. No one likes you, etc. Um, yes. <laughs> so okay, so we haven't done this in a year, so I thought it'd be kind of good to um not m- maybe hit the reset button a little and just sort of talk about what the the show is because i guess it was it should be somewhat clear but we should sort of uh define it and define where our um where like our level of knowledge is and why we like to do this and etc so this is a music podcast with a focus on experimental ambient uh noise music primarily but it is it's not necessarily limited to that. Um, I think we would, we would, we would talk about stuff outside that. Maybe stuff even, st- definitely stuff a little outside that. But even we'd talk about stuff that's like way outside that. We talk about uh, pop albums. I'm sure. Well, what do you think about that? I think that's great. I, there, there's a lot of uh, outsider music that that doesn't fall under the uh, umbrella of, uh, you know, ambient or noise or anything like that. But it's still um, definitely experimental. Um, and uh, a lot of outsider music just uh, scratches that itch that, that really nothing else does uh, for me personally. Exactly right. And 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 if you if you've listened to the show before, which um, probably haven't, because some some of the episodes are lost. To, no. Oh yeah, I should comment on that real quickly. Are you so, serious? What? They're lost. No. Well, no, they're just lost. Bri- no, 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 they're not lost. Lost. So th- let me explain that. So they're lost briefly. Because I am not currently paying for the SoundCloud Pro, oh, oh, okay. um, so it hides it hides the episodes. When I am able to pay that again, which will probably um, it'll probably be next month when I start paying that again, then it'll sh- it'll show the old episodes. And you can go back to those and those. We have we've talked about pop music, but you know there's I guess it's obvious to say, but there's a difference between pop music meaning meaning top forty and pop music like the musical style. So there's different. It's it's I mean that's extremely obvious but that's uh it is it is different and there's definitely being uh good outsider art being made in that area that we would we would talk about but we'd even I would even be down to talk about like uh, popular stuff I mean if we both thought it was interesting whether we liked it or not doesn't matter but if we thought it was interesting to talk about then we would yeah sure um so and I think it's also worth mentioning sort of our knowledge levels but i would say you're much more knowledgeable to me um i my end to this is more of just like a passion and uh i i listen to this stuff all the time but i often find myself listening to the same stuff because that's just how my brain works i definitely try to branch out but i'm not uh i'm not an expert uh at all uh and i would describe you you as being having a much uh larger wealth of knowledge in this area uh, I would say that I have um, large holes in my musical knowledge, but wherever there's not holes, I, I find that I, I guess I am pretty knowledgeable about things. But, I mean, sometimes there it, it'll just be like, I don't know, a band that you would have thought I definitely would have heard, but, you know, I haven't. Like, I... I, yeah. I I've I've honestly listened to like pathetically small amounts of Aphex Twin, I, and here we are, 
you know, having a podcast about ambient music, and I mean, that's kind of important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and well, and that's we all have we all have holes, and I guess I I just you you but you have been listening to this music for much longer than I have. Yeah, I suppose and so. I, I guess it's important to make it clear that. Uh, though you, I would describe yourself, or I would describe you as, um, as being like something close to an expert. I know you have holes, but you know who doesn't. Uh, or that the in is more like a passion and and finding interesting to talk to talk about as opposed to having an encyclopedic knowledge of everything. Yeah, I have a voracious um, appetite. I have a voracious appetite for finding new music, and I I think people that don't are pathetic. I think people that uh, honestly, they're, they're just lower than, than dirt. Like, people that just don't view music as uh, important in their life or just have it as something that's just in the background and whatever. Um, like, there's this girl that I work with, and uh, um, she just she says she just doesn't care, like, what music we play. And yet, it's, she always just chooses the same Pandora station. And it's Madeline Peru radio and it is just what is that oh this this bitch this bitch madeline peru don't get me started on her i (laughs) that's for another time but let me tell you it's just that very affected french shit jazz whatever the fuck it is like the (laughs) you know all that fucking bullshit and she and she's like, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not a big like music fan. Like, I, I can, I can listen to whatever. Well, then why the fuck would you choose that bullshit? And you know it, fucking, you know I can't work when it's like that. And I, I what if she had picked like Jack Johnson? Would that have been better? I mean, at least there would be like, oh, I picked this, I chose this. Okay, that's fine. I, I can kind of. It's just the whole psychopathy behind I don't have any kind of like musical taste whatsoever however I'm going to keep on clicking this one fucking button that has a bunch of awful shit We we a good podcast for us is when we spend ten minutes talking about the music. We spend uh, fifty minutes doing racist riffs. I, I have a I have something that popped in my head the other day. This is something that popped in my head, and I'm gonna say it because I feel like people that are transparent, even though they're transparent about their misgivings and 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 whatever, are less. Uh, less of a danger to society than the people that uh, put on a big facade of, of performative, you know, wokeness. And I've been very vocal about that. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll just tell you. I will just tell you exactly what I thought. And I said to myself, um, wow, I, I wish uh, Twitter was a thing in 1996 because then I could probably read a tweet that said, this nigga Dave Matthews really fucking wrote a whole song about ants. <laughs> yeah, that is really racist. 
All right, well, I'm just laying it out there. It's just, that's what I thought one morning when I woke up. What, what, else, what else would be around on Twitter back then? Oh, I mean, the OJ thing would just be, there would be suspensions left and right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was our last civil war. Like people think that we only had one civil war. No, we had like two civil wars. The second one, the first one, we all know the, the, the grays and the blues and the, the, you know, general Lee and all that. General William Tecumseh Sherman. Yeah. All that stuff. And, uh, the second, the civil war was during the trial of one Orenthal James Simpson. Who's that? O.J. Simpson. The guy who butchered right. his wife. Who's that? What's his name? Yeah, who uh, who, who is who, who is O.J. Simpson? He, come on. We're not doing the Norm MacDonald thing where the... Explain to the listeners out there who... <laughs> no, I no, I mean, I, I literally don't know are you Are you serious? You're serious. The famous... Bill's running back. Yeah, I'm being, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I've never heard of O.J. Simpson. All right. Fucking idiot. Look, you never know. Like you, you're a, you're a very late millennial, or you might even be a zillennial. And and I, there's no honestly, way someone can not. No, know no, 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 no. The okay. other day, the other day, I, I I swear to God, I I said something to the coffee shop girl, uh, and uh, she's like 22, and I said I saw you out there last night uh, cutting a rug. And she looked at me like I like I had uh, you know just. What does that mean? I I honestly don't know. Are, what that means. Okay, see that's and this is why I said that because <laughs> you know it's not that far. Yeah, removed. but that, what you're talking uh, cutting a rug is like some sort of. It's like a, it hasn't. Uh, oh, is that a reference to the O.J. Simpson uh, okay, thing? Okay, no, I'm just case? no, I'm just. It, it means <laughs> dancing, and I think she, the, I think she thought that I meant that I saw her like. Uh, uh, eating pussy something or doing something with her pubes I don't know <laughs> but I had to explain to her like awkwardly because she was looking at me like just staring holes through me I was like I saw you dancing and she's like yeah and but what did you just say I said cutting a rug and she's like what, what the hell is that what's that but anyway so yeah it's not you know beyond the realm of it, it, it is beyond the pale here i'll, no. I'll tell you uh one time my friend and i were talking to this girl and she literally like didn't know who the beatles were and and she was just like it was it, that's not even that notable but we were just sort of testing her knowledge of things that she knew mm-hmm. and then finally my friend and like her were both like just kind of ragging on her and my friend ended up revealing himself to be an even bigger idiot than her because we were just like we were just naming famous people, and she just didn't know who they were. Like, uh, uh, obviously, she didn't know who the Beatles were, but she didn't know who like I don't know, um, Abraham Lincoln was. Uh, she didn't. She, and then and then we're and and then my friends and then I said, uh, what about uh, uh, Winston Churchill? And she's like, no, I don't know who that is. And my friend's like, wow, you don't know one of the most famous American presidents? Nah. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, God, what a dumbass. All right.
Um, so yeah, uh, getting back to what the podcast is supposed to be, I guess it's my final thought on that is I feel like, um, maybe you notice this is that like, I don't know how this happened. I wish I just, I know that it, 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 I see it and that it exists in some form, but I don't know where the origin of this, but I feel like, uh, at some point when critics were more rare and, and like, you know, everyone can put their thoughts wherever they want now. So like anyone can be a, a critic that like everyone is just like aping old uh like critics and, and and for music what that means what that comes off to me a lot of times is where it, it, in, when you read a review it doesn't feel like honest or like like uh, some of the person you're reading had made a genuine connection to the music there's there's exceptions of course but that they're just it's like a game where they're just trying to find the most intelligent way to describe the music that they heard, like literally describe the sounds that they heard. Yeah, and, and then what there's... I kind of want, I, I want... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, and there's just so much hyperbole. I mean, it's just, you know, Kanye West, uh, you know, produced this new album by whoever the fuck, and it is everything, you know? <laughs> like, Cardi B just released her new single, and it is everything and we are here for it and oh my god that's not that's not how articles should be written like it yes it's definitely awful but i mean even stuff like that's being reviewed that's maybe even more in the areas that we would listen to has not that like not that's a specifically extremely annoying modern uh way of talking that that you know this is everything and that kind of lame shit even even on stuff we would listen to, the the reviews aren't like emotional or personal, but they're just trying they're just trying to literally describe the sounds, and like the most like way the way, in a way that seems makes them seem intelligent intelligent and detached basically. Yeah, I and I think that's why people kind of latch on to certain uh, reviewers that exist today like anthony fantano um you know or even you know people who are into more obscure stuff and they go on like discogs and and all that stuff uh um uh, discogs wasn't what else uh, what's that other site uh rate my music um i guess or rate your music or whatever uh like there's a guy over there that's been rating music for years and years and years and decades and his name is Piero Scarufi, and uh, he's this uh, Italian guy with a oh, I remember he has this some guy. very hot takes. Uh, he absolutely despises the Beatles. Um, he wrote an article, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote an article basically saying that they were shit, and and yet he has like a, a Van Morrison album like in his like top five albums of all time, and and you know and like tim buckley and like just other but also like other like really weird stuff like i, I think i told you to listen to royal trucks twin infinitives like he's got that in his top 20 albums like all time i think um and uh, that's i think that's one of the most difficult albums to to listen to all the way through and it's a double album of just pure you know the, you know it, it just sounds like um bad takes you know like, kind of like uh like when you're in the studio and you and, and you're you're just kind of fucking around on a guitar because you just fucked up the last take it, it feels like they took that part 
of the recordings, like the, those parts of the recordings, and they just intersperse them throughout, and then just kind of like put some drones in there and, and some reverb and, and whatever. Um, that being said, I, I like that album a great deal. <laughs> but um, in any case, so this guy Scarufi, you know, yes, he's a little bit bonkers, but you know that he's coming at it from a standpoint of this is actually how I feel, and you know, I, I'm gonna write it in in terms that I, you know, this is not for you. This is for me, and if you want to read it and follow it, that's fine. But uh, I feel like that's why people these days are are kind of um, accustomed to only listening to one or or two voices uh, that they trust because there's so much. Uh, you know, just grasping for page clicks, and um, you know that. That's, well, yeah, and, yeah. Scruffy actually, I I only I don't know as much about him. I've only read a little bit of his stuff, but he's actually like he's actually a good example of like what a reviewer kind of should be, which is so like uh, someone who has like I don't know um, discerning taste and 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 uh, and and he actually. I don't know, right? He, I remember reading his reviews, and they would have a sort of larger context attached to him. Again, is I don't want to rip on Fantano too much because actually, I actually kind of, I actually kind of like him, but he is kind of a little bit what I'm talking about, where it's, and it's not entirely him. It's there's other like people who are worse at it than him because he does give you a, a personal emotional connection. But it's, I think a lot of people are honestly sort of copying, his, like his. Uh, his style where it's just it is like these like like flowing descriptions of the sound and that's like fine for like a little bit but then uh, I don't know it's it's it doesn't feel as uh, uh, personal as it should be and it just it just feels like uh, a weird just like contest or something to to find the most like esoteric way of of saying that the guitars are uh, distorted or you know whatever aspect uh, that album has i uh, i kind of have to disagree with you on that because i mean to be a good reviewer and uh, to be a good writer i mean you have to be you know you have to find those ways like, it, it's what separates you from you know the masses whereas they listen to an album and they're like i like it sounds good the songs are three minutes and that's what i like i mean um you know, you have to find, you know, different ways to kind of uh, describe it. Um, there have been many times where, you know, I've, not that I've had my mind changed, you know, after reading a review, but it made me see it in a different light. And the only reason that it made me see it in a different light is because they, they used you know, different analogies and metaphors and, and, you know, talked about the backstory and, and uh, I yeah, you have to have that, but yes, I mean, there's... No, I, well, I, I agree with that. When I, sorry, what a, sorry, let me amend my statement. I mean, trying and failing to sound esoteric, and that, that's, that's what I, I'm talking right. about. Right, okay, like, 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 bad, like, like, bad pitchfork reviews. Exactly, sure, yeah, so, something like that, and, and, and just, like, the, there's, they're thinking that they're some sort of master critic, or that they're writing these, uh, scathing or like or beautiful reviews you know whatever the the uh the rating calls for but they but what it actually is is they're just they're it's just like using the thesaurus to as opposed and if it is like weird analogies and stuff that that's that's what kind of what i'm saying is the ideal review is is having a personal uh like having a 
personal emotional review where they're telling you like deeply how they feel and and if and if they are talking about the actual sounds they're always relating it to something like deeper again and so basically my my critic my critique of sort of modern music critics is that it's it's really um banal and and not uh and not like it's, it's lacking a lot of uh deeper substance and it's just sort of flowy um thesaurus writing uh, disguised as something like more intellectual than it is you know those who live in uh, glass uh, banal saying houses uh, should (laughs) shouldn't throw stones jonah i'm i'm not i'm i'm not banal i've written one review i know but you just said you just you just you just said the word banal though yeah come on what that's that's a that's a common word not really. What's, what? What? Okay, sorry. What is the most? Uh, if you were to name the t- top five most common ways to say something is, um, plain. I would say banal is definitely on that on no. that list. No, I didn't even know. Yeah, what it, d- meant. it definitely is. I didn't even know. It, what de- it, meant. it definitely is. No. I, I, that's 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 that is, that is a personal failing on your part, not not on mine. Banal is an extremely common way to describe culture. Well, I, th- I think it sucks. It, it has the chance to rhyme with anal, and it doesn't. And I just, it just, it's defiant. All and right. So you, so you, you are now backpedaling from your stupid critique. Yes. That's good. All right. Let's move All right, on. That's fine. All right. At least, at least you know to backpedal. All right. I guess, I guess that kind of explains what the show is. All right. Let's move into the, uh, the next part. So uh, let me explain this a little bit. This is a little idea we've had. I don't know if we'll do more of these, but basically the idea is. Um, we're gonna, Brent and I are gonna put together a, um, sort of like, uh, I'm not sure what a beginner, entry level, uh, gateway, ambient, uh, playlist, but sort of the the challenge or the the is to, uh, we're gonna we're it's gonna be ten songs, and we're gonna but we're gonna trade off, uh, na- like we're I'm gonna name a song and he's gonna name a song and then, and we don't know what the songs are we didn't uh, pre um we didn't like pre-plan this we didn't coordinate so the sort of the challenge would be is to see if that these selected songs can uh uh sort of mesh into a good playlist so brennan do you want to go first or do you want the the last song on the playlist Ooh, that's a good uh, good question you know what uh i'm gonna go first because i feel like i have a really good album opener playlist opener. okay I, well, actually, it does happen to be an album opener, also. Okay, go for it. All right, I am going to go with uh, the song Replica by One of Yotrix Point Never. Okay. And um, the reason why I'm going to go with that is because uh, if we're going to be trying to make um, a, a palatable playlist for someone who is not into ambient um and maybe it would prove uh, difficult to just throw them right into the deep end. They have to have uh, relatable touchstones um, of stuff that they, you know, kind of already listen to, like song structures, uh, you know, chord progressions, um, instruments that they, that they can kind of pick out and be like, oh, hey, I know that. I know what that is. Uh, that's a piano. I've heard, I've heard that. Um, but uh, what Daniel uh, 
Lapatine, I think is how you say his last name, who, who goes as uh, OPN, um, uh, one of your tricks point never, which is an awful name. Um, uh, what he did was he, <laughs> he, he took uh, advertisements from the 80s and 90s and he sampled them um, and kind of reformulated them. And, and that's what the whole album uh, replica is uh, is based on uh, it's really awesome uh, concept of um thing with his um but yeah so so this whole album is uh is full of uh music that was uh, repurposed from samples of the 80s and 90s these these advertisements and um it has that nostalgia that that people can kind of um you know kind of grasp onto uh it feels nostalgic um and uh yeah, it's it's just got a lot of interesting changes. Uh, it's not too creepy, not too serene, not too boring. It's, I mean, it's not boring at all. I I, I love it, and uh, I think it's just a great um, a great number one uh, in our playlist. All right, that's 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 interesting. I think even if the five songs we picked don't match, I think this will be, still be a good playlist. Maybe when you want to just uh, you know press shuffle on. If they don't, if the songs don't exactly match together, uh, the yeah, so that's yeah. that's number uh, the first song. Oh, and just to uh, I I will have all these songs compiled into some sort of playlist. If they're on Spotify, I'll put them on there. I would also put them on YouTube. So if people listening are interested in that, they can uh, yeah. All of uh, all, um, all of mine are available on Spotify. So yeah, mine mine are too. Um, My okay, so the second song and uh, on the playlist of my first song is going to be uh, "Narco Pop Seven by Gas. Uh, oh, this yeah. is a real, this is a really, I, I, I love this album. It's, and I think this is a good entry point because it almost like there's it almost sounds like I don't know uh, if it was sped up, it would all, it could almost be a dance song or, or something. It, it sounds kind of vaguely familiar, but it, but it's it's not, and it's 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 definitely. Um, uh, a, a slow moving like ambient track so I think I think that's I just I, I found like a lot of people when I show that to them who didn't listen to the genre like found that to be My second and uh, the third song of our playlist is going to be uh, it, it now it is eight minutes so again uh, for people who are not into ambient unless they're into prog or classical they're, they're probably not used to listening to eight minute songs uh, but endless summer by uh, finesse or finesh I don't I still don't know how to pronounce his name f-e-n-n-e-s-z whatever christian finesse finesse uh endless summer um because I, I i chose that because it sounds like an actual song that just kind of got 
put through the ringer of all these different numerous filters but you know there's uh, acoustic guitar there's you know a little bit of piano there's uh, vocals but you know inter intertwining all of that is is um you know not super abrasive noise but noise so um I, I guess it's a good starting point to see, you know, what ambient music can be as far as you can still have these things that you already like, you know, um, but it kind of just takes it further in a different direction, um, really wherever it wants to go. But uh, I feel like it's a, it's a good, I don't know, it, whenever I hear that song, it just kind of brings me to a certain place and it could have something to do with the fact that you know the the album cover is uh you know so sunny and summery i i, I don't know um but yeah I, I i just think it's um it's something palatable pretty easy to listen to and uh, that's going to be the third track on our playlist that's, that's a good choice oh and I, I i forgot to say it i should add when i say what's that entry level i mean uh oh um i forgot to add one before we start uh when I say entry level, I, I explain this to you. I'm just explaining to the the millions of listeners out there um, that entry level meaning like uh, in terms of uh, I don't know uh, like the actual how actually how the song sounds, not the popularity of it. So if so oh, if you were yeah. like if yeah, yeah so if, if someone was listening to this and they're wondering like why wouldn't it and why wouldn't they just say like Basinski and a fixed twin and Brian Eno and and, and uh, it doesn't mean that we couldn't put Basinski because I do have a Basinski song on here but um it, it just it, that that wasn't what I uh, I meant by entry level so just quick explanation <laughs> Uh, that's a good choice, Brendan. Uh, my next song, the fourth song, will be. Um, hmm, let me see. Let me look at my list. Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, the Power of Focus by Amulets. I think that's a really good because oh, it's not yeah. as long. I think that it's not as good as. Uh, or sorry, not a, that's not what I meant. Not as long as uh, like other tape loop. Ta other tape loops um but it gives sure, you guys yeah. it, it, so it's sort of a, a good introduction to that and it's really uh, it's, it's one of my favorite songs like over the past he's, year I've listened he's to so, so good times. he's so yeah, good he, yeah he I, really I, is I, I, I love him yeah he's he's awesome i i had uh, um we'd, we're definitely going to talk about some of something of his maybe maybe uh um uh was it the old testament or the new testament whatever the name of the album is um that's one of my favorite albums. Uh, I honestly had to stop myself from putting something from on there because that that's also pretty. Because that's almost that's almost like that album is uh, often in the form of I don't know. It's it's closer to more to more to more structured songs sometimes than that. But anyways, yeah. So power focus amulets. This is a good definitely a good introduction to like uh, tape loops and and stuff and stuff like stuff like disintegration loops is is not. Um, hard to listen to but it's it's maybe a little long for someone who doesn't uh regularly listen to ambient music this is still eight minutes but it feel that feels short considering uh the nature of it <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna feel short compared to the next one, which is uh, <laughs> my next my next choice on here, um, uh, which is Feedback Zwei, Z W E I, by Keith Fullerton Whitman. And uh, in this okay. track, you get um, it, it's ten minutes, and uh, it starts out with just. A very gradual build of different uh, sine waves, and it's just so calming at first. I mean, it's it's almost meditative, um, and then it just keeps on building and building and building. And then you you have all these you know these these synths that are just kind of going, and um, it's not something so you know monotonous or boring to the non-ambient listener that they would turn it off. I, I feel like. It, it it has a continuous changing environment, so it, it keeps your you know your attention, um, and then it's met up with uh, you know actual waves. Um, at, at least it sounds like maybe it's some kind of uh, weird synthesis that that sounds like waves. But um, in any case, it it sounds like waves. So I don't know, man. It's just a really really nice track. Those ten minutes go by pretty quickly actually when you're listening to it it's just uh um it's just bliss man it's just bliss and sometimes we we need that in a world where we're governed by uh donald dump i that's what i call him because actually no i call him i call him no i call him downward downward dump because that's where he's leading our country downward yeah he's He's leading this country right into the pits of hell. Boy, I wish we could put another hole right? in that guy's head. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This guy's nuts. He's a big jerk. Hopefully. He, yeah, he's crazy. All right. Uh, next track keeping with your theme of uh, something that's bliss and also uh fairly long this is um, uh my next song would be dream sequence by juliana barwick and Iku mori uh this is something i listen to i mean the uh probably i listen to a lot of times before, right before i go to sleep uh it's just really beautiful there's a lot of like uh electronic sounding and juliana barwick is doing her normal stuff with um it's like using her voice as as an effect and it's it's just really beautiful and and relaxing but it's it's also i think interesting to listen to and it just has a lot going on so that is what i will select as our next song i you know i think it's i think it's interesting that we've um actually had pretty good synergy here with uh, the first uh, few tracks having more instrumentation and, and beats um and just kind of other things going on and actually the last uh the last what three uh have been very you know um just kind of uh contemplative had kind of yeah exactly just really not too much else going on i, th- I feel like uh this is going to be a really nice playlist um 
Uh, the next one that, that I chose is, um, now, I don't know how to, <laughs> uh, this is becoming a, a recurring theme here, um, this is all one word, and it could be either Lovely's Crushing or Love Lies Crushing, uh, but that's the name of the band, um, or group, or whatever. Uh, the song I chose by them is called The Tiger Hunts Alone, and I feel like this is just, um, uh, I, I actually learned about them when I was looking up just, you know, like, shoegaze bands that I, I should know or didn't know or whatever, so I, I saw it in a shoegaze list, and then I turned it on, I was like, well, this is not shoegaze, but I could see where someone would put it in a category where it would be shoegaze adjacent, uh, because it almost sounds like, uh, you know, if, if you took just the vocal tracks of, like, uh, something off of uh, Loveless, um, and you just put it through Paul Stretch on, on Audacity and just stretched it out, uh, you know, to a factor of two or three. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> you know, and, and whereas that would probably sound awful if you really did that, uh, this... Be careful. Um, well, no, I mean, not all the time. Just, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> tread, tread lightly. <laughs> um, but uh, I, uh, I gotta say, Love Lies Crushing, um, all of their songs sound very similar, um, but that formula certainly works for them. Um, and uh, so whenever I listen to their music, I'm always like, uh, wow. I really want to try to make something like that. And then, of course, I just forget about it as soon as I, you know, look at all my guitars and I'm like, wee, wah, 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 wee, wah, you know, so yeah. I, I can't have, I, you start, I can't, you start I don't know jacking how to have, off to one of yeah. your, your pedals. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't have restraint. Like, what's that, you know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just feel like it's, uh, uh, and that one is, is uh, a, a fair length also. But not not super super long. Like I didn't put that one oval song that's like twenty one minutes. You know I didn't. You know. Um. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just the way you described that song and, and seeing what it is, I, I had six and I was deciding between two and, uh, between like which ones, like I was deciding between these two songs, which should go on there. And so just this one is, it is going to be very long. Uh, it's 22 minutes long, but it's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's worth it. And, and I guess maybe that isn't great for an entry level place, but also it's, it's definitely like. I, I discourage people thinking about ambient music this way, but it is really good to, to have on and uh, just while you're doing stuff or in the background. So it's uh, Garden of Paradise, Steve Hill, uh, Steve Hillage, um, or is it Steve Hilliage? I don't know. What the, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is yeah, this is long. Um, it has like, let's see, it's like 
has it has a lot of uh, cool like wailing guitars in it. There's um there's like some ambient water sounds and uh, uh, uh I believe it's like an arpeggiated synth and it's just it just creates like this really um sort of like entrancing uh sort of space feeling like you're like you're in space or, or something uh so that's gonna be my pick for i believe that is the the eighth song eighth. yeah the eighth song yeah that, that's eight yeah um well i have never heard of that uh but i shall definitely give a listen uh, especially when we have this in a playlist format um lovely excellent all right um Next great, one I have, great, uh, great choice. maybe it Whatever seems it obvious that I would choose something by Tim Hecker. Um, well, I did. Yeah, yeah. I uh, And I had a hard time kind of just like, I, I knew that it would be something off of uh, Rave Death 1972, but, uh, you know, w- which one of those pieces works the best as a soul song? Because there are you know, different, um, you know, there's, uh, in the air one, in the air two, piano, you know, piano drop one, there's piano drop two or whatever. Uh, I chose in the air one. Um, I feel like it's one of the most dynamic tracks on there. And, um, yeah, just, a a good way to close out my songs, uh, that I chose. I, I feel like it's, now we started out where things were kind of you know not that much noise now you know i'm bringing you something that definitely still has you know uh, melody throughout it but you're gonna have to you know kind of work a little bit harder to find it um as i did when i first heard uh, rave death 1972 but um you know it's it's extremely rewarding especially when you teach your ears to just kind of be accustomed to those um, those harsh kind of like upper frequencies that uh, some of these guys use, um, and uh, yeah, that that's where I stand on that. In the Air One by Tim Hecker, uh, and uh, what what's the last uh, song on this list here going to be? So the last song on my list, and this is actually, I think, 
I w- so I just wrote down the songs. I wasn't sure what order I was going to say them, but this actually ends up being sort of the perfect last song is uh, Melancholia 2 by William Basinski. This is just a, a really simple piano loop. There's a little bit of um, background stuff that I can't think of the word for right now, but it's it's a really simple piano loop, and it's uh, I don't know. I just it's it's kind of like the perfect uh, closer. I've, I've always thought um, it, it just sounds like really far away and sort of drifting and. And um, I don't know. It's it's relaxing and uh, it's 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 extremely beautiful. So I think it's a real. I think it's a solid closer to this little playlist we have going here. I'm excited to hear all of this, uh, you know, at once. I mean, not at once, but, you know, it, in sequential order, but in one sitting. You're going to play all ten songs at once. Well, you know, th- that that might actually be a cool experiment. <laughs> Someone did that with uh, Death Consciousness. They put all the songs together, and they all play them all at once, and it sound, it's, uh, sounds, it sounds really bizarre. All right, so now... D- does he finally? Uh, is that what the, uh, like the the final? Um, like, is he finally able to commit suicide after like doing all that together? I feel well, like maybe that, maybe that's the like the the only thing keeping him. Like, that's the only thing like uh, that has yet to set off the thing in his brain that's like, oh, you gotta do this the right way now. Well, it wasn't. Well, maybe, but he wasn't the one who made it. So maybe he's. That's why he still hasn't been able to kill himself yet. All well, right, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, you know, he needs to hear it, and then he'll just uh, okay. top off. Well, no, I think I think he, I think he's happy now. I think he has like a wife and kids. I had to I had to unfollow him on Twitter because uh, he's getting <laughs> he's getting annoying with like gay memes and and, uh, nice. and stuff like that. Gay meaning the pejorative sense, not the homophobic sense, which, oh, which makes it more, which I, it makes it more offensive. But that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Gay meaning bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I think so, for like the fi- for for like the fifth year running, I, I went on Facebook and I trotted out the old trope on on National Coming Out Day, like, "Hey everyone, I'm gay," pejoratively. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, that's, a, golf, that's a great joke. Uh, Got 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 a few golf claps in in the form of like you know no one yelling at me so that was good. Oh, you're a good entry point to irony because people like you. Do they? People like me. That's a, that is. Uh, well, people around you like you. People on the internet don't like you. Uh, people around me also don't like me. <laughs> I don't believe that. All right, so the album we're going to be talking about is. I'm shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> all right, now the actual uh, album we're talking about is uh, uh, the best song of all time. No, right? No. You you like all right? Well, that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the the intro music from now on. All right. Um, Please don't. <laughs> no, I actually, you know, I I, I actually have a new uh, least favorite song uh, in the universe, and you will never know what it is. What is it? No, you've lost that privilege. Can I please know what it is? If if <laughs> no, you tell me if you tell no, me what it tell me no, what it no, is, I, 
and no I, pr- I, pr- I, sw- I swear to God, I will not reference it. I will not put it in the show. No. I, I, There's no way. I, I promise. You, you, you need to gain my trust first. No, here's the thing. You can't, just, I, you can't I prom- just walk outside. You can't just walk outside and say, hey, you stupid fucking squirrel. Come the fuck over here. No, you have to, every day, <laughs> every day you have to wake up before the dawn and sit motionless with a kernel of corn in your palm. Motionless. And then as they, as they get, they inch closer to you every morning. All right. You have to sit there for an hour. And then they get closer to you by uh, a matter of a few inches every single morning. And that's how you build your trust. You don't just get out there, hey, you fucking squirrel, have you ever seen me fucking, like, kill you? I've never done that. I've never killed you. Although you killed his uncle, like, last winter. <laughs> and he, he remembers that. You know, you're like, well, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. You're a cool... I'm saying, I, I'm saying, I, prom- I don't, I, fuck your analogy. I'm not, a, I'm, you're not a squirrel. Okay, you're you're more mature than that. You're a thirty year old man, or you know, you're like a forty year old man. You're an old man. I'm you forty. I'm you're gonna, you're gonna learn to. You I'm forty year old man. Cut that out. Cut that out right now. I'm forty year old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're forty four. I got it. All right. Um, but here's the thing: is is I've already committed to using "I'm Shipping Up to Boston" by the Dropkick Murphys as the intro song. That's fine. I I don't care. That's that that that's awful music, but. It does not pain me. Now it would pain me if you. It's used, so good. If you use. No, you know what? You uh, don't like that, that? Actually. Which has the worst soundtrack of all time? No, it's it great. No, I wish uh, the I wish that you they should someone should do an edit of that song where every time there's a song they they uh, they change it to uh they change it to <laughs> I'm tripping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> Look, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you just do me a favor and listen? Uh, editor's note here: <clears throat> recording this out my mic. I meant movie, not song. Thanks. To whichever version, I think it's just like the Roger Waters version of Comfortably Numb that they put in The Departed, because it uh, it sounds like someone took you know like the their their special needs you know son God God love him God love him he he loves he look he loves trains and karaoke and today we saw there's karaoke and he loves Pink Floyd too because he. For some reason, he he has a, a a train and it's his favorite, and he named it Pink Floyd, and he doesn't really know anything about the music. But we're gonna let him sing "Comfortably Numb" 
And, uh, you know, it's not the real song, by the way. It's, it's the karaoke version of that also. So he's going to sing over that. And then we're going to put it on The Departed because uh, apparently Martin Scorsese didn't have enough money to buy the rights for the real fucking Comfortably Numb. Like, what? I'm sure he did. Why would you choose to put that on? Maybe he thought it was Awful. better. No, so bad. So bad. Well, the Dropkick Murphys asked for a big payout. Yeah, they uh, they need money for uh, to, uh, to to beat women with. <laughs> nice, real smooth to be racist with. <laughs> All right, well, you know, let's we don't have to talk about it for too long um, because I think I'll put in some uh, I'll put in the songs and people can hear it a little bit. But we can I have I have some notes written down and maybe you'll I'll I'll say some and you'll you'll remember some of your thoughts. But I do agree that it is sort of just it's sort of. Uh, I don't know. Um, what's the word? Maybe claustrophobic, and just you just go into it, and it, and it, and it, and it, you hear it, and it's amazing, and then you leave it, and you don't you don't remember it as much or something like that. But yeah, um, it's the a, album, it's just like a warm blanket. The album we're talking about is uh, "Going Places" by um, Yellow Swans. So it was something I I found out when because I I hadn't really listened to them before. They were on like some vague mental list um where i was like oh i'll, I'll listen to the yellow swan someday before you before you asked me to to listen to them is so I, I wasn't aware that this is this is their last album like they had broken up like two years before this and then they came back together to make like a like a, a final like goodbye album does that like did you were you aware of that like when you listened to this or did you listen to this after the fact like did, did that factor into like how you listen to this at all no, I actually knew nothing about them. <laughs> this was actually the first album that I heard from them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I knew it. Like their earlier stuff is is definitely noisier. You know, it's a. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Uh, but like once I heard it, um, I think it was I, I found out about it from uh, my uh, my music group chat, and um, I, I think someone specifically said, uh, you know, hey Brennan. Like you should check this out. Like you're you're gonna like this a lot, and uh, you know whenever someone says that, at first I'm like you don't know me, bitch. But then I'm like thank you. <laughs> then I'm like thank you. I will actually listen to this. And then, you know, they're usually right. Because usually the people that that say that kind of stuff uh, know what I like. And uh, yeah, this this album is just um, like just front to back. Um, it's got dynamics, it's got changes, but it's so homogenous just throughout. It uses a very uh, small color palette, and that's, you know, like you look at the, the cover art, and it's black and white, you know. I, I don't know if it's like a, of the galaxy or if it's dandruff. I don't know what it, you know, it could be anything. Who knows? But um, it just it tells you how it's going to sound. It really does. I mean, it's a, to the, to the unacquainted listener, it could seem like static. Um, a lot of it is very, uh, staticky, but then you just start to hear all of this, you know, uh, the, the undercurrents, uh, the musicality and, and the, just the, like the tunefulness kind of bubbling up from, from under. And um, it does sound like bubbling. I mean, it just sounds like a cauldron of music. It sounds like a cauldron of ambient music. 
and um, I think this is like a clear-cut example of noise ambient. De uh, definitely, uh, I had, I had also read and and heard that uh, I've, I've listened to their their old stuff not as much, just a little bit. I I, I know this album pretty well. I've listened I've listened to this album maybe like 10, 15 times in the last couple of weeks. I, I've I've become well acquainted with it, but um, but yeah, I I also am, have become aware that their their old stuff was um much more noisy and what this one feels like is it's still there is noise but the noise is is uh warm and it's used to create uh like lush sounding sort of as like lush soundscapes as opposed to being used to um disturb you or or uh or or be aggressive as much it's more it's the it's more warm basically yes definitely and it kind of um, the album in general, in in a good way, because I think this sometimes has a negative connotation. But it kind of reminds me of some of the the, the um, like the individual songs. You're right that is uh, the album exists as its own thing, and it, it would be kind of weird to pick out of into individual songs. But the individual songs do are sort of structured like post rock songs in a little bit, like just uh, the the building. But uh, but. This, I mean, in a much less, or not, not even at all. Like post rock, often I think a big criticism of post rock is that it feels formulaic and because it's just like build, 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 cut, build, 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 cut, and it's done with you know clean sounding instrumentals and guitars and drums, and it's and it and it gets a little old. And and I I think with this, it Chris. improves on that that um that structure by by not being as formulaic in how it builds and then also how it ends is um the conclusions like they're not it's not clean and it and it, it often feels more um messy and and uh and uncertain as opposed to you know a, uh like a a, a post-rock build which builds and builds and then it reaches like an epic conclusion and then it cuts and and so it, it it did remind me of the format a little bit but done sort of in a way i much prefer yeah i it, you know uh people that like crescendo core uh first of all I think that that's what it should be called and not post-rock. When, when there's these bands like uh, like Explosions in the Sky that just rely so heavily on that, you know, that slow build. And then, I mean, honestly, what makes them different than Mumford & Sons? Really, tell me. Like, I mean, other than... No, the it's, fact it's, it is the Mumford & Sons of, of, uh, of, of the post-rock genre. It's just it's, it's, fucking it's, piss. I mean, it's just so bad. Um, <laughs> but, you know... You know, when you were a kid and you watched a movie and it didn't have a happy ending, you were pissed off, right? Right. Right. You were like, well, well you know, like, what, 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 why? Why? Like, why? Why would you even make a movie? Why would you make a movie if it doesn't have a good ending? I want to feel good. Well, that's, honestly, people that go into music that, that just, that, can't take it if there's uncertainty at any point instead of that that nice uh five chord or whatever it is like that that that, that nice uh you know um oh my god what's it called uh not a reenactment oh my god what is it uh a resolution there we go like that that resolution mm -hmm. chord where it just brings everything back to uh that like now i can now I can breathe. I was holding my breath at that four chord, but now the five chord comes along, and I am just relieved 
that it made it home safely. And you're a big baby if you can't listen to music. You're a giant walking, talking, shitting, and pissing baby if you can't take music that has uncertainty and you just need to be spoon-fed these major and minor, you know, um, changes that have been just run directly into the ground. So I appreciate any type of music that, that kind of, like, leaves you wondering whether it's going to resolve, and sometimes it doesn't, and that's fine. That's fine, because you're an adult. You're not a baby. Yeah, this, this, yeah, that, that, that's actually a really good analogy, the, the mom for instance, because it's true. It's literally, like, um... I remember like when they were big, I was like, like 14 or 15 or whatever. So I would, I would, I would listen to them. And obviously, you know, as I, uh, grew up and became not a baby, I didn't listen to them anymore. And, and then someone would like put on their new album and, it, and I would hear the songs and it wasn't just like, Oh, the songs kind of sound the same. Cause I don't think that's always like, I, I think like, uh, grouper sounds like all the same and i think and they're like she's maybe my like she's like one of my three favorite artists right and i know we've we've become uh like we're, we're kind of out on beach house now as as a culture but like i like oh, i really liked the first awful. couple of beach house albums yeah yeah i i mean but like teen dream and and uh you know the other one with the the black and like the white spots that one's really fucking good yeah, um that's all right. but uh but it but it's not just that the Mumford and Sons like sounded similar. It was that they were, I think that they were copying and pasting yes. guitar riffs oh, yeah. like, and, and, and like literally like not, not similar, not, not even like level of ZZ top similar, like exact, no, exact it, same. It, 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 it's a very distinct song structure that they, that they came up with. Um, and because there's something to it where it's like, it doesn't have that resolution until the end. It's like, it's like they just keep on replaying the, the one and the two and the three chords and then the one and the two and the three chords. And then finally they have that, ah, the big resolution. Like, um, and that's their, that's their song structure, which wasn't used by really many people. And then um, they were like, wow, this is going to be a big thing. Let's not just make one song. That, you know, that, that would be like Queen saying, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody was such a big hit for us. Like, let's... Let's take that song structure of Bohemian Rhapsody, which is very unique, and let's just do full albums of that same. You know, instead of Figaro, Figaro, we'll do we'll just we'll change the lyrics there, but we'll still we'll have change the, we'll change right. the Italian word. Yeah, yeah, like a fat bottom girls, 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 la la la, you know, like bicycle race, bicycle race, flash golden theme. You know, like you could, you know, we will rock you, we will rock you, we are the champions. Now do do one do one where it's uh, you're my uh, you're my best friend. <laughs> I can't do it on the spot now. This was just you know, I I had a flow going and now it's it's gone and the, we're gonna bury That's that. Fine. Yes. All right. But yes, they're 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 lame and and yeah and so it it is. Do you, do you do you did you kind of feel that uh that uh that sort of like the building structure that reminds you of post rock at all? Uh yes, but like good post rock and um, yeah good yeah, yeah good post rock. But that's that's few and far between for me, man. I I have found more good post rock in the last year 
Yeah, we, we should actually get into some of that because uh, I, I was under the impression that all post-rock sucked, like, other than the first few, you know, Godspeed albums because, um, god damn, I ran into just so many of, uh, of that crescendo chord bullshit. Um, and uh, I, I was just kind of off of the whole genre. I was like, well, it, it's all like that, so there's nothing to see there. Uh, but, uh, you know, good old YouTube. YouTube has their algorithm. Man, I gotta say, uh, for music, uh, you know, if I'm listening to something, like, as a full album, like, at, at work, you know, yeah, they're, they're Spotify, but it's kind of, like, uh, it's kind of buggy, and I have to, like, re-log in and, uh, you know, on the work computer under my own Facebook and and then I have the chance of the boss coming by and using the computer and then seeing like an email pop up that, oh, someone you follow is chatterbaiting. Like, I, I don't want that, you know, so, um, so that's why I usually use uh, YouTube at work. Um, and uh, YouTube, let me tell you, their, their algorithm is, is spot on, man. And I, I got turned on to a whole bunch of really good post-rock, um, a, a lot of it kind of still very under the radar uh just from letting you know an album play out and then it's just like well you're gonna like this and uh you know i'm usually skeptical of things like that like pandora for some reason would always put the shins in every single like you know thing great band one uh, of the greatest bands of all time it's like hey do you know about the shins (laughs) yeah thanks the the girl from 51st dates thanks yes yes yesterday you also tried to tell me about the shins i don't give a flying fucking shit why why is why is this in my gore guts pl- uh, fucking uh station you know i don't listen to gore yeah. guts i just think it's a funny name brennan uh you know what you should actually check out uh have you heard of this one band um oh fuck i'm trying to think of the name they're uh, oh neutral Milk hotel have you heard of them no have you heard of death cab for cutie oh, who's that what's that <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm looking at your scrabbles right now, buddy boy. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, uh, uh, man. Yeah, maybe there isn't that much. Maybe this album, you know, sort of uh, speaks for itself a little bit. I don't know if the, like. I guess we could talk about. Um, I think this was of, a perfect album. This was a perfect album to kind of uh, tack on to an episode where we talked for a yeah. while about something else. Um, because I don't think we could have carried. A whole episode just talking about this album because while it is wonderful it's in my top 100 albums of all time personally for me uh but man it's just fine it's hard to find uh different things to say about it because it uses such a, a small uh, sonic uh, palette i think yeah we could talk we could talk a little bit about the sounds but you're right it's, it's a lot of those similar things there's like it's it's a lot of like sort of um I don't know, gravelly static kind of kind of stuff. There's there's like sometimes they'll like have like I don't know electronic noises sort of come in for a moment, sort of like higher pitched ones. Um, uh, what's the what's the one? Oh, the the one I really the only track I really like feel like uh, that I really that always stands out to me because they, they all fit together really well is limited space. Yes, um, just because yeah. there, there's like there's like a chorus sounding sort of, i don't know what the, what that is exactly maybe it's a kind of synth but it kind of reminds me of, of a chorus or something choral though you know obviously removed multiple times and reverbed and stuff and uh and that that always stands out to me and then the 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 chime there's like a chime loop 
and then the the guitar and and the climax and and uh, that that song sort of stands out to me but a lot of it is like like songs like i, I won't even notice songs like sovereign because i feel like it's part of the larger um the larger album and and it's you know a classic quote-unquote album track but that doesn't mean it's not really good and doesn't fit into the the uh fit into the the listing but uh it, it does it does all sort of uh stick together which i feel like you know a good album probably should or at least you know, I, it, does, it doesn't have to brought up a good point like there are definitely uh, definitely uh, glue tracks you know like like when you're putting an album together i mean not every song is going to be your strongest song because if if that were the case then you'd be mumford and sons you know i mean you know you can't like every <laughs> yeah, the song be- best bands of all time mumford and yeah. sons the shins etc but, but it's like but like they think that every track has to be your number seven song you know like they think that every track has to be your number three song or, or, you know, like the, the, the big numbers for like, you know, I, I don't know it, for me anyway, I feel like three and seven are usually, um, you know, like, uh, the centerpieces of an album or they used to be before albums were all 20 minutes for some fucking reason. Um, because people are cowards. Yeah. They're cowards. Like that's an, I don't care what you say. That's an EP. Every good album should have some some glue tracks some some um not necessarily filler it's not filler if it you know kind of just binds things together uh not every track needs to be your masterpiece um to have a great album you know you have to have those the songs in there like that I, and i think the glue track should be the glue should be the content of the the track not necessarily um, like it's worse, so it's the glue track. It should be the glue track because, like I say, I think Sovereign is a good glue track one because it's shorter than the other tracks. Yeah, I, but it's I also just, um, it's the connected. The tissue. contents of it aren't. Yeah, exactly, and it's not, and it's not, uh, it's less intrusive. Not that the songs in general are um intrusive because, like we said, this is sort of a droney album. But uh, have you ever seen that 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 documentary uh, about the kid that doesn't have any connective tissue? All all he is is bones. <laughs> is that a real thing yeah they actually the parents have to carry him around in, in like a duffel bag and because all he is is bones and skin <laughs> it's serious i'm serious about this now why, why are you laughing anyway so they they basically have to unpack him they, they have to take it like they have to take him you know someplace and then they basically take him out of the how bag how is he alive well i don't know they basically drape him over like like kind of like a shawl or like a, a throw uh you know like one of those one of those blankets that's not long enough to color, like cover your like your toes, but it's kind of almost it's just maddeningly almost too like almost the right length. Anyway, so he's basically like the human form of that with a head, um, and they just kind of like drape him over a table or or whatever. But that would basically be a an album that has nothing but bangers, and it doesn't have those glue tracks. You gotta have glue tracks to be able to stand up on your own as an album. <clears throat> 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, and he, definitely, he, um, he looks like absolute shit. I mean, you should see this guy. <laughs> Let's just spend the next half hour ragging on ah, this kid. This, this uh, but... fucking loser. Anyway, good. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't understand how he's alive. I feel like that. I feel like his existence is hell. Oh yeah, I mean, because uh, the great thing about it, he's gonna he's gonna he live. To, no, he's gonna no. He can't, there's no way. He, he just he would have to ask someone to shoot him. I mean, that's hard to do because you probably don't have a lot of money, not too much revenue coming in. You know, not being able to work because you you are a literal puddle. You know, like uh, I feel like uh, yeah, he's gonna live to be ninety. He's gonna live to be ninety, and he's just gonna be—he's uh, gonna look like that—that—that that, uh, that thing that you Google image search "ugly fish" and that—that that one that comes up that kind of looks like Ted Cruz. Like he's gonna look like that when he's ninety. <laughs> oh, is that what Ted Cruz has? Zing. Oh, uh, Zing. You better not. He's the BTK killer. You better not. Or the Zodiac killer. He's. Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have a little. I've. I've actually been coming up with a little theory that he's. Uh, he's the Zodiac killer. Oh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. I think people will be able to tell that you are edgy and you know about humor if you bring that up. <laughs> I think everyone I'm, should I'm post. Normal. I think everyone should post that for a whole year. I'm crazy. I'm not one of those normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. I think we can. Any final thoughts on this album, Brendan? No. It's me. Me neither. It's uh, I. I let me read. Let me look at my notes and see if I have anything. Uh, the uh, reminds me of looking at like uh, just like when I listen to, it, I get like flashes of images of like abandoned um, like tunnels and and uh, and parking lots and. Uh, just like a, like just abandoned uh, sort of gray spaces, warehouses and stuff. It is it is I don't know it's it is it is kind of a uh, a depressing album in some ways. And it's funny because uh, the album that I initially suggested that we talk about, I think, is so close uh, to 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 this one, uh, but you hated that one. <laughs> I just, I mean, I didn't hate it. I, I just honestly, I, I couldn't like think of. I didn't, I didn't mind listening to. It. I just couldn't think of anything to say about it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I also couldn't think of too much to say about this one. It just, it just didn't uh, make any sort of significant impression on me. I, I think uh, that album, of course, is uh, uh, was was the one. Um, uh, Harsh, uh, Sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a uh, harsh seventies reality by the Dead Sea, as in the the letter of the alphabet. Uh, yeah, uh, it's fucking great, and I think it has a lot of the same kind of tonality. But again, I have a- yeah. I think if you like this album, someone like if so, if someone listens like that likes this album, then they should probably check that one out because they they definitely have similar uh, qualities. I, I but I think that I have like such a su- such a weird uh, wiring um, of my brain that sometimes like. These albums seem soft to me. They they seem um, comforting. They seem um, you know like uh, like I, I I listen to these and I'm just like at peace. 
and you know sometimes someone will ask for a recommendation like hey I, I, I'd like some ambient music like for like going to bed you know and I'm like oh yeah you know yellow swans uh, you know <laughs> and then they're like the next day they're like that was awful that sounded like I mean that that scared me there were a lot of jarring noises <laughs> there were like uh, all of this stuff was going on I, I just sounded like a like a factory and I just I didn't like it and it, I was scared I had nightmares when I finally did fall asleep and I had diarrhea and I shat all over you know whatever <laughs> and it's like I'm sorry like I my brain sees that album as uh you know as something soft and comforting but it's be maybe because I have such an ADHD brain that it's uh, going at a lower speed than my brain um even though yeah, for most I'd, people it's yeah, more frantic. Yeah, I definitely had a similar sort of feeling. I, I thought it was like melancholic and like and 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 depressing in in, in some ways, but it's, it's also has a quality of like warmth to it. And I think it, I think it is. I don't know, I think I think it's. Uh, I, think, I think it can be beautiful at at times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, but yeah, like, like that, that was that was the the noise is is you it, it is noise, but it's noise used used for ambient purposes as a, as a nose as a, as opposed to noise used to like be aggressive or disturb you. Sure, yeah, exactly. But I, I guess most people don't differentiate. <laughs> They're just like noise. Don't like it. Bad. That means uh, the cops. I don't know. Um, I guess that's, that's the end of the episode. Yes, that's uh, the end. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, everyone, all the millions of listeners, thanks for listening. Thanks for the awards and the accolades and the trillions and trillions of dollars. Um, and hopefully we'll, you know, I'll put out this episode and then it'll take us another month to do <laughs> another one. Yes. Just so we can <laughs> sort of reward the fans. Absolutely. All right. It was, all right. Uh, ending, recording now.
Hold on, one second. I'll be right back. I don't want to work. I just want to fuck a Chinese man's ass. Ching, ching, ching. I don't want to work. I just want to fuck Jonah's penis hole. Ching, ching, chong, ching. Ching, chong, ching, chong, ching. Ching, 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 chong, ching. That would be the Chinese version of that song. <laughs> this made myself laugh. Ugh. Hopefully, Jonah sees this and hears it and decides to throw it somewhere. I think that was a pretty good joke. He's going to come back. He's going to... Were you talking to yourself? I'm Jonah. I talk like this. I am a bullfrog. And I'm Ray Romano's brother. And I'm Jonah. At the same time. <laughs> My cat's just like looking at me. Whatever, bitch. What if your balls got hard when you got a boner instead of your shaft? That would be, uh, that would be pretty funny.